It seems to me that mature people can listen to the message without focusing on her breasts. <laughs> Does it... <laughs> Hey, welcome back to the show. Thank you for joining us on yet another episode of Fun Sexy Bible Time. Back on the show, one of our most experienced co-hosts. She's been there from the beginning, coming to us from, I'm, I'm guessing the balmy Texas right now. Is it, is it pretty warm down there? Yes, it is. Very warm, like 76, I think oh, it was today. Yes, that's about what it is <laughs> here. Sarah Terrace, how are you doing? Hi, I'm good. How are you, man? Uh, we it's been rough times here at Fun Sexy Bible Time headquarters. The um, the Alabama loss mm. threatened to destroy this podcast empire that we have built, mm. but we we are bravely forging ahead. Mm. Ping pong. Yeah. <laughs> See, I know that I know that you know what I'm talking about because you live in Texas, and you it's against mm. the law to live in Texas and not be a football fan. <laughs> You're talking about football. Okay. Huh. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we actually had some things we were planning on talking about, but, um, you know, sometimes the topics just present themselves here on Fun Sexy Bible Time. Mm. And um, Sarah asked me if we could talk about one of one of her fascinations. Um <laughs> It's hard to believe that we have not. Well, actually, it's not because I resisted this for a long time because mm-hmm. uh, it just felt creepy to talk about it. But Sarah sort of wore me down on this, uh, so we were going to. <laughs> is it more creepy? Like if I talk to another dude about this, does that make it more or less creepy? Or is it more creepy to talk to a woman uh, about this? Well, I feel like I kind of bring in the um, a different perspective. <laughs> Okay. That okay. man would. Okay. So I feel like I feel like this is it's a safe place, Matthew. <laughs> is what I'm saying. This is a um, this is this is a uh, this is a very strict operation we run here at Fun Sexy Bible all time. No, but like, okay, what we're talking about is uh, the minister, <laughs> the minister Latasha Emmanuel. Uh, you might <laughs> want to be careful if you Google that name. Um, just gonna throw that out there. Uh, Sarah, why don't you why don't you go ahead and introduce this topic? What, how would you describe this? Mm, she's the nipple preacher. <laughs> yeah, that about sums it up. She, <clears throat> yes, Miss Latasha Emmanuel has her own YouTube ministry, and um, she preaches with her nipples out. Right? <laughs> Yep, that's, there's really no other way to say it. It's pretty cut and dry. <laughs> well, I, I will say that she had a YouTube ministry. She has been, she, that's one of the, that's one of the disqualified. That, has she well, been disqualified from her? Well, like, nobody is, nobody on the internet like has, has seen or heard from her since like, it's hard to tell exactly when she went dark, but I think it was like late 2014, maybe like early 2015. Like everything yeah. just 
everything vanished. Like all of mm-hmm. her like Instagram, Twitter, like YouTube, like everything just vanished immediately. Wow, interesting. So now there's sort of like this mystery of like, you know, where like where is she okay? Like where is she? Should we file a missing persons? <laughs> and it sort of only like feeds into the the speculation of like you know, what was all that about? Like was this like a ploy for mm-hmm. attention? Was this some kind of like performance art? Um I don't know. Is she Faith Angel? Is she the author of the erotic baptism? We don't mm. know. Mm. Mm-hmm. Was she a prophetess? Yeah. You know, it's... <clears throat> I tried Googling her uh, and to try to figure out... Um, so her ministry was called Gospel from the Stripper Pole. <laughs> yep. And so I'm like, now wait. Where did that come from? So I tried Googling her to find out, like, was she a stripper at one point? Like, where? And I just didn't feel like I could find anything from, like, a credible source. Um, you know, trusted news, you know, journalist. Funny you should ask that. Because uh, I have been down the rabbit hole. Um if you if you um if you listen to the podcast at all or read my my blog at all you know that's one of my i guess weaknesses or or strengths however you want to say it is i get fascinated by like these people like on the fringes of christian culture (laughs) this is definitely a fringe (laughs) i mean like a couple podcasts ago we 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 did a review of the book the erotic (laughs) baptism which is like another completely separate mystery of like where did this book come from who is this person (laughs) Um, you know, the Chrysagus brothers, uh, mm-hmm. just anything like that I get sucked into. Anyway, 2014, Minister Latasha Emanuel was the featured guest on the Rick and Veronica Walters Everyday Living radio show. Okay. And audio from that is still archived online. It's pretty hard to find, but um, I found it and I listened to it. And they interviewed her like, you know, what's going on? <laughs> What's what's your deal? And but it was really like a softball interview. Like they did not ask her any hard questions at all. Uh-huh. And she says that like she is a former stripper, and okay. she got saved after that. And part of her experience was that like she would <laughs> she like if she was running late, like she was searching for God in her words, and she would like come from the club directly to church without sleeping because she wanted to hear the gospel, like rolling in like dressed i I, I guess non conventionally mm-hmm. and like nobody would talk to her, nobody would look at her, so she just decided. <clears throat> I'm going to do a, I'm going to do a ministry called Gospel from the Strippers Pole. And they ask her like, "Did you know that you're exposing yourself like as you're doing these videos?" <laughs> yeah, cuz that was the question. I remember when we first started dialoguing about this and doing research on her. Um that was the question we had like, "Does she know that that's happening?" Uh okay, I I brought in my wife on this. Her expert opinion is there's no way she could not know. Well, that's it's a little breezy. Sensitive <laughs> area. It's gonna. But like in the interview, like she wouldn't give a straight answer, and like the closest she got to answering that was saying, 
I dressed, I dressed for the world to give my sermons. I want to bring people's eyes in. Like that's kind of what she was saying. No. She's like, I'm going to, I'm going to bring their eyes in by dressing like the world. And then I'm going to hit them with the gospel. No. Okay. So I found this one website that I was reading. And she does call herself like an unconventional preacher, <laughs> right? Like that. So, but <clears throat> I thought it's funny because, you know, it says uh, Latasha is also known for a series of sermons she pre- preaches titled The Gospel from the Stripper's Pole, where she exposes her nipples while talking. While some are critical of Latasha's approach, others are more supportive. One, one wrote... It seems to me that mature people can listen to the message without focusing on her breasts. <laughs> Does it... <laughs> Does it... And that was the end of the article. They just they went out with that. Like that was <laughs> Does that I mean, does that speak poorly of our maturity? Like what is I think, Matthew. <laughs> Evidently, we're focused on the wrong thing here. But her, okay, here's the thing. When we watched her YouTube videos, it was really, because it's not a full exposure. It's like a, it's like a peep, like a, like a peep it's, <laughs> show, like a, like a half situation. So you're kind of looking at it because, and this was my concern when we first started talking about this, is she's got some weird shapage. So... <laughs> When you're first looking at her, you're like, wait, what? Because it's not, it's not a, um, it's not a straightforward situation that she has. So I kind of see maybe how she got away with it for a little while because you're kind of, you know, zeroed zeroed in trying to figure out what it is we're looking at. Okay, so this is going to, you're going to, you're going to enjoy this part. Mm-hmm. They were asking her like what her um, reaction was when it went viral, and she like made a big deal about it. oh like I can't believe that everybody was just so up in arms about it. Was like <laughs> yeah, really? Like come on. <laughs> and um, she was uh, talking with the host, and they were like setting up this like elaborate defense of of, of what she was doing. And I don't mean to come across like a prude. Like if you listen to the podcast where you know i'm about the farthest thing away from a prude but even i was laughing at this because they were like setting up this defense and they were like well you know you know like god told isaiah to wander naked so basically i'm just like a prophet too (laughs) (laughs) you know (laughs) i mean uh there's a lot of things oh. that I'll just sort of, you know, I'll give somebody a pass on. I'm not, sure, I'm not sure I can co-sign on that one. Wow. That's a bit of a stretch. I mean, it's a great marketing, boy. <laughs> I mean, she's disappeared for three years, and here we are still talking about her. I guess. <laughs> I guess. And, um, like, the, the interview is pretty fascinating oh. because she was just... Um, 
they were saying like, well, you know, yeah, I mean, her nipples are out there, but everything she's saying is spot on. (laughs) 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 It sort of made me think of like John Piper, like defending Mark Driscoll of like, well, I mean, yeah, he treats people really poorly, (laughs) but his theology is spot on. (laughs) Spot on. So. Oh my word. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's really weird that, like, because you sent me the flyer for that particular interview, and I mean, you know, Rick and Veronica don't don't strike me as <clears throat> being the the type of couple that would be supportive of. <laughs> Like, they just look like, you know, well-covered, respectable people. <laughs> it, it just sort of kept getting weirder and weirder because, like, it, she's talking for, like, 20 minutes. And then at some point, like, you hear, like, a man's voice and you realize, like, her husband is sitting right there. Like, Latasha Emanuel's husband. And so they get him on the line. And um, he's English. Like, he's, he's, like, from London. Which just, like, gives this whole thing just, like, this veneer of, like, surrealness. Of, like, what is happening here? And he's talking about like how like this was like a complete surprise that it went viral and like they could have never predicted this would happen, but this is all in God's plan, you know, God is using this. And then Latasha gets back on on the on the line and she's like starts like listing all these things of like, you know, this atheist um you know, got a hold of her and said that, you know, her nipples brought him to the Lord. And <laughs> And then she tells like this really like wandering story about how someone was uh someone found her her uh her sermon series while they were searching for for something else. We'll just leave it at that. And that like they had like <laughs> they had like an en- this person had like an encounter with God like as he was sitting there in his bedroom and like Latasha's line was like, and he told me that I had to get right with the Lord because if Jesus came back right then, my pants were down, and that's not good. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, <clears throat> anyway. Okay, but wait. I mean, what? <laughs> not going to finish my thought out loud. I'm just wondering. Okay. Gonna let it go. <laughs> okay, so we if you want to finish that, we'll come back to it. This was three years ago, like almost to the day, three years ago that this interview happened. Um and there's almost no record of her like giving any kind of statement. Uh, I'm sure she made statements like on her YouTube videos, but her channel's gone, her Twitter is gone, everything is gone. So it's all like leg that's left up. Yeah, like there's just a few. Or is... <clears throat> there's just, just a few clips left. of uh, of her, and then in this interview. That's you know that's about all you can find. Um, so wow. I actually sent an email. To the, uh, to the to the female <laughs> host of this show and just said, listen, 
I blog about Christian culture and, you know, a lot of people are sort of fascinated with whatever happened to her. Could you comment? Like, do you know if she's okay? Like, what were, what were your impressions of her? And I just sort of laid out that, like, you know, I'm not, A, I'm not looking to trash her, and B, I'm not, like, you know, <laughs> I'm not one of her admirers <laughs> trying to get a number. <laughs> I just, I feel like, because there was a lot of things written about her on the internet and it's almost all like really dismissive and really, you know, angry about what she's doing. Um, and so I sort of feel like if, if I had some information, I could write something that's, you know, as fair as possible about her Mm -hmm. and and where she is and, you know, what happened and, and if she's okay. That's, when did you send that email? Have you heard back yet? Uh, that was <clears throat> earlier today. I hadn't heard anything back yet. My word. That's crazy. So. Oh. There we go. That's that's the uh, that's the dossier, what we have on Minister Latasha Emanuel. Mm. So we should probably just end the podcast. I don't know how we recover. <laughs> how how are we going to recover from... <clears throat> How, how do you how do you move on from that? I <laughs> I, I mean I really don't know. Um, yeah, I mean she's she did it for the lost. She dressed mm-hmm. for the lost. <laughs> so uh, another thing we were going to talk about was um, has nothing to do with um, half dressed ministers, but it could be good. good is we were going to talk about, we were trying to forecast what think pieces might arrive in 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that uh, I like to do on Twitter is just sort of make fun of think pieces because mm-hmm. it seems like every day there's a new breathless, like super serious think piece that crashes on mm-hmm. Christian Twitter and gets everybody all excited and, and angry about things. Um, so basically, you watch my feed and wait for me to get mad. <laughs> and you're like, oh, that's going on. <laughs> hey, listen, I will say this. You you do get into some Twitter beefs. <laughs> yeah. Possibly the most of anybody in my feed. It's like, wow, Sarah's going at it again. Hey, but you know, lately it's been like, a lot of people like kind of tracking with me on the making fun of John Piper thing. <laughs> I think like when like when I first noticed you, like you were like getting really into it, yeah. Somebody. And I was like, yeah. I like pri- private message you, and I was like, hey, like you don't have to feed the trolls, like it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then I don't remember who that was, but I do remember you DMing me. Yeah, that was uh, tw- yeah, that was towards the end of my um willing to <clears throat> eat people on Twitter. <laughs> and, then, and then like after I like sat back for a while, I was like, oh, okay. Okay. This is just kind of what she does. I'll just, I, I'll stop trying to intervene. Yeah. Lauren gave me the nickname of the, uh, and I, I had it on my bio for a long time and then I took it off, but because I thought, does this sound racist now? You yeah. gotta be more careful. I know what you're talking but about. it was, <laughs> Theological equivalent of the Mexican girlfriend. <laughs> I didn't understand that at first, but then I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, that's her." Yeah, that's that's about accurate. 
But no, uh, yeah, I've been having a lot of fun actually with it lately. I think I've had, from all of that, I had like a really good turnover of followers. Mm -hmm. And so now I just get a lot of people that uh, like to laugh at the same stuff that I do. So um, it's actually kind of great. You're not building the echo chamber, are you? <laughs> the echo chamber. I might be. That's a think piece buzzword uh, right there. Oh, but I did get blocked this week, this past week. So you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> Who did you get blocked by? I forgot about that. Some guy. Uh, he was just some random dude, and he. It was just kind of out of nowhere. Like every time I would tweet something, he would kind of like do this weird shamey thing and it was like pretty constant and I would kind of ignore it and just let him whatever and then um, it was something over like Christian t-shirts and uh, I made a joke because we cleaned out my husband's closet and there was this old like really cheesy Christian t-shirt and I put a picture of it up and he flipped out And it was very offensive to him. And then he kind of started going after some of my friends. So I was like, hey, buddy, you're done now. (laughs) uh, You're crossing lines now. It's time for you to go. Like, I literally said that. It's time for you to go. So that was was his response. (laughs) It was to block me. I was like, well, I guess it's time for me to go. Well, that wasn't very nice of you to treat John MacArthur that way. (laughs) John MacArthur. Uh, yeah. yeah, I um, I don't know. Like sometimes I wonder if I'm missing something because, like, you would think, like, if you've followed me on Twitter and you haven't muted me yet, which I think like at least fifty percent of people have me <laughs> muted. Like, <laughs> like you would think that I would get in so many Twitter, like I would attract so many of the angry Twitter right. Christians. Because, right, I, especially because like straight up at all the people. <laughs> I have never once, I have never once directly, direct, yeah, I do that all the time. Yeah. And, but, like, I don't, like, I don't catch any of it. And I think what it is, is, like, every fifth or sixth tweet I do is, like, some kind of, like, joke with a body part in it. <laughs> and I think that, I, I'm, I'm not, like, crude or, like, explicit or anything. Right. It's always mm-hmm. just, like, you know, like, wiener jokes and bosoms and butts and like that's not dirty that's just like a something a 12 year old would do and uh, right yeah i think that like pushes people away and i think that like like they don't even get close enough to get offended by what i do because like once they see <laughs> like what i how i tweet they just immediately unfollow me that's so funny you know it's funny that you said 12 year old because i was literally going along today i was like in the grocery store i was like oh yeah i get to talk to Matthew tonight and that my first thought after that was oh, I am so down for some 12 year old humor <laughs> but it's the kind of humor I have so it's not I'm not offending you or trying to but I don't I don't get people that don't get that kind of humor like you gotta lighten up man <laughs> it, it really feels like there's a uh, um I don't know like it really feels like there's like a um I'm trying to look for a way to avoid saying the phrase gaping hole because we just got done calling ourselves 12 year old, but there's, it feels like there's really a, like a, um, there's a gaping hole of like people like on Christian Twitter that are funny and don't take themselves very seriously. 
<clears throat> and I, uh, you feel I, like there's a gaping hole of those people? <laughs> or however, sorry, I'm trying however to you stuck f- on the gaping part. However you want to phrase <laughs> it is fine. <clears throat> but like, I, I've, I've actually like a lot, I think we've talked about this before. That like, I've actually a lot of people tell me that like, oh. I can. I love what you do, but I can never retweet anything you say. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> That's right. We did talk about that. That's so funny. It's like I, I, I get your humor, but <clears throat> I can't let the rest of the world know that I get your humor. <laughs> yeah, like I have like pastors tell me like, oh, you're hilarious, but I can't retweet you because I'm a pastor. <laughs> it's like, okay, all right. Oh my know. gosh. I don't know really? what that means, but thank you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you're all Baptist. I, I do make a lot of butt jokes on Twitter. <laughs> maybe it's maybe it's not the best thing for your pastor to be tweeting butt jokes all the time. I, 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 that sounds like a great pastor to me. <laughs> <laughs> I might actually want to want to have a pastor like. <laughs> I would have to have a pastor like that, though. You know, like. Well, Otherwise, I would just be in trouble all of the time. <laughs> no, I feel like you could do really well in like a uh, like a John MacArthur church. Mm. Mm, tried that, remember? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm. Okay, so we, we I never actually talked about this. What kind of think pieces do you think are rolling in in 2017? Well, considering that Trump just took office, <laughs> um, I'm going to assume... That there's going to be, like, an onslaught of, like, end times, think pieces, and Obama, uh, not Obama, Trump is the Antichrist. I cannot And, wait. like, after. I cannot. I'm you so know excited. that's coming. I'm so excited. You know I'm so excited for, like, the, the hand-wringing <laughs> conservative think pieces. It's like, you know, do we... Do we try to mount, like, a primary challenge to Trump in, in, in 2020? Like, it's just going to be incredible. Yeah, I'm just envisioning like after every like State of the Union, there's gonna be like blogs going all over the place with like side by side comparisons of every crazy thing Trump said with like Nikolai Carpathia quotes. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, for I a twelve year old, that was a pretty impressive <clears throat> reference. Well, when I was 12, that's when I was terrified that I was going to die a virgin because, or get raptured a virgin, virgin, because that was like the big deal. <laughs> that's the Left Behind series. So that's like, that's terrifying. <clears throat> you know, the, the the great thing about like the, like the Trump think piece is, is that they're going to come from the right and the left. Like we're gonna get like the angry conservative, you know, he's not a true conservative. How do we get how do we wind up here? And like we're just gonna have nonstop like butt hurt mm-hmm. think pieces coming from progressive Christians about oh you know, this is what evangelicalism got us, you know, you know, Jesus was not a Republican. It's <laughs> it's just gonna be incredible the next four years. Yeah, I mean, my my Twitter feed is just like, it, yeah, it's a culmination of just that. There's really no, <laughs> there's nothing in between. It is what, because I've got, like, that's what I have. I, I follow, like, a, a few, more, more and more recently, more liberals. But, so it's just, like, a ton of liberals and then, like, 
sprinkled in conservatives. So it's just like I everything is a constant extreme in my feed. And I'm like, what is even true anymore, guys? (laughs) I don't. You're all crazy. I really feel like um, I, I really feel like 2017 might be the first year that we start to get. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and slip back into 12-year-old mode here, if that's okay. That's always okay. I feel like this year might be the first year that we start getting, like, the sex robot think pieces on Christian Twitter. Yes! yes. I mean, you know I'm... that, like, Desiring God and the Gospel Coalition are going to flood Christian Twitter with some... Wait. With some think pieces about, you know, is it, is it, inf- you know, is it, is it fornication <laughs> to fool around with, with a sex robot? And then you're going to have like the angry counter think pieces coming from the left of like, oh, how could you even say that? You're, you know, you're subverting the gospel. <laughs> really just disagreeing with anything that like, anything like the conservative yeah. Christians say. And it's going to be a beautiful back and forth arguing over yeah. sex robots. Well, and there's not even a topic of just having sex with the robot, but there's also the talk that they're going to, like, legalize marriages with sex robots. (laughs) Like, that that's going to be a thing. (laughs) Like, literally, like, at that conference. So, there was a conference in Birmingham, wherever, I don't know. It was, like, overseas. And I follow this, like... I'm, like I just I adore her. She's an Episcopalian priest that I follow on Twitter, and she's <clears throat> older than me. I don't know how old she is, but um, so she twelve. She's older than twelve, but she she is hysterical. She went to like Duke University, right? So she's like super brilliant, and she's like blah blah. <clears throat> well, she puts out a GoFundMe so that she can go to this. It's called the uh, Love, Love and Sex with Robots Conference. <laughs> that sounds like something I would have planned at age twelve. Dude, I was like, oh, like this woman is like my freaking hero. I've never met her, but I'm like, I want to be you when I grow up. I think I even tweeted that. Like, I quote tweeted her GoFundMe thing, and I was like, I just want to be you. Anyway, she ended up getting the money to go, and she went. And it was hysterical. I mean, she was tweeting. So I, like, talk about disappear into the, like, dark rabbit hole of Twitter. Like, I just followed that hashtag Uh (laughs) to some amazing places for, like, two days. I don't think I, like, showered or changed clothes. I just, like, dove into this, like, whole sex robot uh, thing. And so it's really weird because there's, like, there's, like, even within that, it's, like, arguments about or different views about, like, what it's actually going to be. Like, the guy that, like, wrote this whole book about, have like, the concept of sex robots, like, his idea was that they would look like robots. They wouldn't look like people, uh. <laughs> which that's a whole thing, right? <laughs> wow. So then on the other side, there's all these people that, like their idea is that like you can make your robot feel smell sound like anyone <clears throat> so so like, um, like, like and, and one of from the uh, bible like is that a possibility 
Potentially, but if we knew what exactly she looked like, <laughs> you could pick it up as you go. It's, it's left to interpretation, Matthew. <laughs> no, like I'm sitting, to you. I'm sitting here thinking of like all like the different think pieces that might come of this, and like, like what would John Piper do? Like if somebody did like an ask, ask Doctor John, whatever it's called, ask Pastor John, whatever. And they were like, my wife just died. Is it a sin for me to get a sex robot that looks exactly like she did? No, dude. Okay, so that was one of the things at the conference they talked about was having, uh, yeah, a sex robot made into your deceased loved one. <laughs> I'm not even going to offer an opinion. Excellent. I'm just, I'm just going to sit back and, and enjoy yeah. the, the think pieces. <laughs> yeah. No. Why well, have an opinion? It's just fantastic. Just let the crazy run, man. <laughs> happen. Because you know, this is one of those things where it's not like it's not like the Gospel Coalition and like all of like the liberal theologians. It's not like they're just going to magically agree on this. You know, they're going to come oh, to blows. Oh, oh. oh yeah. <laughs> it's. <laughs> but I would love like. I would love. I I would actually sit through, and ask Pastor John podcast of of or whatever video of him answering that question, <laughs> <laughs> or any question at all regarding the sex robot. You know what phenomenon. I would. You know what I would love. I would love it if he did one of those and was just like, you know what, you know, I mean, if it's if it's if if it's not breaking any biblical command, you know, and if you have a clean conscience, go for it. I'd love for him to do that because then it would be so confusing to like all the people who were just sitting there ready to attack him. I'm like, oh, how could you do this? <laughs> that's true. Uh, that's what do, what do we do now? That's my dream, but it'll never happen because no, he can't. He can't. He can't let it go. <laughs> He's got to have an answer. Yeah, I, so, I'm glad you said that because. I don't know, I've been thinking about this, like, you know, why do we have so many think pieces? Why do we have so many, you know, these speculations about, you know, rules and regulations and all this stuff uh, that sometimes crosses over into just straight up legalism? Mm-hmm. Um, that's just something I've really been thinking a lot about. Um, but what do you think? Why do you, why do you think we have so many people eager to give rules? <clears throat> That is a good question. Uh, well, I mean, I think we, I think part of it is a pride thing. We like to have the answers, and the other part is control. <clears throat> that would be my just off the top of my head. Can I give you? <clears throat> can I give you a hot take? Yes. Write <laughs> <laughs> a hot- think piece on why. We have think pieces. <laughs> I think it's because people don't like to deal with the Holy Spirit sometimes. Mm, I think not that's part too. of it. Yep. Yeah. That's part of the whole control thing. I, I don't think... Okay. <clears throat> back up just a little bit. I think Christian <clears throat> culture and theology is sort of like a pendulum. It just sort of like swings from extreme to extreme. And like <clears throat> ideally we want it in the middle so we can have like a good balance of ideas. But humans are just sort of drawn to extremes. So we're always <clears throat> going back and forth. And I think like in the 80s and 90s, we had like a lot of bad charismatic theology of, you know, God told me to tell you this. Um, 
you know, you do this. God told me if you do this, God will bless you. Um, you know, a lot of like word of faith theology that just wasn't very good. Um, and I think we've retreated so far from that, that like we've, we've gone too far in the other direction now that like anytime anybody talks about the Holy Spirit, it's almost like, Oh, Oh no. Oh no. We can't, we can't, we can't deal with the Holy Spirit. Let's just make up a bunch of rules. Right. Right. Which I find that really frustrating too, because it's like, you know, like at a certain point, I don't know if John Piper gets a lot of flack for this, but he's not the only one that does it. Like Mm -hmm. at a certain point, like you just have to turn people loose and say, you know, you know, like you, you can just listen to the Holy Spirit and listen to your conscience on these tiny little minutia of Christianity that are really not that big of a deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it's all the. It's like we're not allowed to have you know what what they would call a gray area. Like everything is either like black or white, and there's no. I was looking for. There's a verse that I read recently that was super. All right, anyway, when I was uh, working on my mini book, I came across uh, this verse, and it's John 14, 16, and I will, and so it's Jesus talking, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever, even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, um, <clears throat> because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. Um, I think I read a different version that I liked better. That one's ESV. Um, but anyway, it was like one of those moments of realizing like, like, okay, we have Christ as an advocate, right? At the right hand of the father for us. But then he also gave us an advocate within us. And so like, that's what I was actually writing about was like seeking the spirit and Hey, what's the thing under the thing? Like what's really going on? Um, in my heart what is it that I'm looking for what is it that I'm searching for um uh but it's such a I just when I when I read it 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 hit me and it was one of those like moments where you're just kind of like stunned by the intense love of God that he is such an attentive father that he gives us the spirit like even within us it's not just you know at the right hand of the Father, but it's also within us and leading us and guiding us and instructing us and you know, I I don't know. It's so simple, but like when I read the verse it just like hit me like, holy cow, you know, and we don't, you're right. We don't we don't know how to rely on the spirit. I think um we've gotten so far away um from that whole concept. <clears throat> and then, you know, and I feel like at a certain point we'll probably start teetering back the other way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because we're imperfect and we'll never get it right this side of heaven. Yeah. But um, it is frustrating because it's like, um, you know, that's where we get the do you exercise like a non-believer? <laughs> My gosh. Uh, you know, because there's there's some things where you should just turn people loose and <laughs> you know trust that the Holy Spirit will be there to guide them. Well, and a lot of it is just live your life. Like, we're so caught, we get so caught up in, am I doing this right? Am I doing that right? Am I, you know, it's like, just exercise, just enjoy your life. (laughs) And like, know that like, your father in heaven delights in that. Like, you're, 
living your life that he's given you and you have the ability to exercise like why are we so like anxiety ridden over like, things that are in, it's ridiculous uh, it is frustrating <laughs> too because it's like I, it's like if you have enough time to worry about like if your exercise is glorying to God is glorifying to God like I'm just going to assume that everything else in your spiritual life is <laughs> Is is taken care of? Oh my <laughs> word! Like, you know, mine, mine's not. I don't have time to worry about whether you know how my exercising is. Right. Anyway, anyway. Yeah. All right. She is Sarah Terrace. You can find her at <laughs> sarahterrace dot com. You can find her on the Twitter machine at Sarah Terrace, uh, where if you're lucky, she will get into a Twitter beef with you. I will bring it. <laughs> I I will get blocked with a quickness. <laughs> Uh, your book is coming out this year. Do you have a date for yes. it? I don't. I just know it'll be sometime 2017. I got the confirmation on that last week. So. Well, we will definitely have you. You'll you'll co-host again, but before then, I'm sure. Woohoo! Because you are one of the um, you're one of the founding partners of Fun Sexy Bible Time. Actually, you're one of the. <laughs> first... Go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say that's going on my resume. <laughs> You're you're actually one of the first people who was sort of nice to me on Twitter. Oh! So like there was like a group of people like uh, Jake Goff sort of dragged me back onto Twitter because I I had an account that I never used and he kind of dragged me onto Twitter. And so Jake and Rich and you and then Jessica Thompson were like the first people who were like nice to me and would retweet stupid things that I would tweet. <laughs> You're hysterical. <laughs> I remember, like, I had like 30 followers at one point, and you tweeted out, I was like, Why are you not following Matthew Pierce? Like, he is hilarious. <laughs> That's awesome. And I'm sure, I'm sure I've offended anybody that you've already sent my way. So, well, if I haven't offended them, that's, that's like, true. I, think about I retra- this. I retract <laughs> I definitely retract that statement. All right. She is Sarah Terrace. She is one of my favorite people on the Christian internet. Thank you for coming back on Fun Sexy Bible Time. Thanks for having me, Matthew. This was, we talked, oh gosh, what did we talk about? We we sort of went in reverse. Like we, it sort of got like more spiritual as we went along. I don't know if that's <laughs> supposed to go that way, but we talked about Latasha Emmanuel. Then we talked about sex robots. Then we talked about the role of Holy Spirit in contemporary theology. That sounds like a good podcast to me. Hey, I like it. You know, we kind of brought it back around. <laughs> As any good youth pastor can. We brought it, we brought that sucker back around. Talk to Matthew tonight, and that my first thought after that was, oh, I am so down for some twelve-year-old humor. <laughs>